Hey, this is my best friend Carolyn. And this is my best friend David. We're a couple of vodka lovers. With a codependent relationship over a decade long. And this is Will Will and and Grace Grace and Vodka. Vodka. Cheers. Hey, girl. (gasps) Hey, girl. How are you? I'm super. It is a Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are drinking vodka together on FaceTime. Excuse me. I'm drinking gin. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I don't know if you know, but um, this is called Will and Grace and Vodka. Gin. Vodka. Gin. Gin it is. Gin. <laughs> I win. I did a gin win. Um, Speaking of which, I've drank half of my... No, not quite half. Great. Oh, I'm doing so good. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to Will and Grace and Vodka, where we talk about Will and Grace and drink vodka. And I have a Bloody Mary again. Because it is fabulous. Saturday afternoon, and I am not. It's Zing Zang, mm-hmm. Zing Zang Bloody Mary mix, which is the best one by far. By far, it is so yummy. I love Bloody Mary mix. I used to drink it just on its own when I was a kid. It all it it's the sole reason celery has ever been delicious. Mm. Sorry, mm-hmm. had to be said. Mm, I had a celery. I should have put a celery in, but then I'd be crunching celery on a podcast. And nobody wants that. No, no, they don't. But I mean, it would be entertaining. Probably. <laughs> what do you um, have? I have a gin and tonic. Mm. I have a gin and tonic. How refresh at 10 in the morning where you are. And like, I didn't have any real lime though. So I had to use like one of those little bottles of lime juice. I ha- I do that all the time because I never have real fruits. I. Who has the time? Who has the time? What are we running to the market every you know, day? I used to live on... Uh, on my way home in an apartment long ago, there used to be a bodega on the way home. Mm-hmm. A bodega is what I just mm-hmm. said. There used to be a bodega on the way home. And they had the freshest produce ever. And I would just stop on the way home and buy produce all the time. And it's so frustrating that it is not as convenient. And so I stopped doing it. Like It it's, sounds like... That was not maybe, a complete thought. <laughs> it sounds like maybe we should probably move to a commune and grow our own foods so that David, we always have fresh fruit and vegetable. I swear to God, I've been having fantasies about that all week. All week long. Just living in our own little place. If the world survives long enough for for us to do it. Um, mm. But that, we're not here to be pessimists. We're here to talk about Will and Grace, bitch. wrong with me um what what episode are we on today we are on episode 722 titled from queer to eternity which delights (laughs) me uh original air date may May 10th 2005 directed by james burroughs and written by barry langer the hulu video summary is as follows grace's near-death experience prompts her to write her will and jolts will into making a life-altering career choice Fine. A fine summary, except that it totally erases Jack and Karen. Yes. Um, <clears throat> trivia. What's, what's the trivia, honey? Jack's, Jack's acting students, Joanne and Russell, were last seen in the episode Me and Mr. Jones, the one inc- that includes... Uh, James Earl Jones. Uh, James Earl Jones. Um, and then next, after five and a half years, Will quits his job at Doucette and Stein again. Less trivia, more plot. Mm. 
Third and finally, the final appearance of Jack's acting class members and students, Joanne, played by Emily Rutherford, and Russell, played by John Fleming. Sad. Bye, guys. Um, I really do so, love Joanne. I think that she is hysterical. Joanne is really funny. And She's also like, this episode, it does so much. She does so, she, Joanne gives us so much she really in this does. episode. She really does. Um, tell me, do we have anything from Fabulously Uncensored this week? We do, and we are going to talk about Shelley Morrison as mm. Rosario. Rest in peace. Queen. La queen. Look at this photo of her. Hey, Gorge. Oh my gosh, Isn't you have to she post beautiful? that. Yeah. Um, so long before she gave Rose, gave voice to Rosario, friendly reminder, I have had nearly a whole drink already. That's my girl. Uh Shelley was best known as Sister Sixto. In The Flying Nun, which was Sally Field, as you may recall. Oh, yeah, yeah. I rem- the, oh, I remember. the 60s and 70s. Yeah, when I was just a kid. <laughs> so, she was a native New Yorker. She was burned out. She and, their hu- and her husband, Walter, uh, fell in with a band of Native Americans they met on the road after they left New York. Fed up with the roles she was being offered. Quick, name the older Latinas you've seen on screen lately. Shelley told a tribal elder she was ready to call it quits. His response changed her life. So check this out. He told me, when I go to pray, I should be specific about what it is I would like to do. So I prayed that I could be in a good comedy with good writing that says something. Fifth banana, and if at all possible, shot in front of a live audience. This was on Sunday. And on Tuesday, my agent (gasps) faxed me the first script with Rosario. Adam Barr wrote that episode. So thank you, Adam Barr. Blessings to you, your family, and future generations. Oh my God. A masterclass in... uh, uh, What's what's the term for it? Um, Speaking it into existence. Totally. Totally. Also, her glasses were part of her wardrobe because she has she had uh, macular degeneration. So they had to like create all these cool glasses for her to wear and they had so much fun doing it. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. Isn't oh, that cool though? Shelly motherfucking Morrison. Yeah. David, oh, were there cool. any people of color besides Rosario in this episode? There were a few extras, but that's it. Nobody with lines. Um... Okay, so should we talk about this show? I would love to. Great. So we open not in the apartment, but in a store. We're in a department store with a with a tower of denim. <laughs> it just went straight up my nose. Good for you. That's where you want it. <coughs> so peppery. <laughs> what? <laughs> tower of jeans. I said there was a tower of jeans. Tower of jeans. Yes. Uh, Grace wants to find another pair of stupid jeans she can wear with all her fancy tops. <laughs> she has many fancy tops. <laughs> She's got all those fancy tops and the crappy jeans. Yeah. Um. So we're in there and uh, Jack is with them and he runs into Joanne, one of his old acting students. And he's nervous to see her because the last time he saw any of them, 
he had just cashed all of their checks and never showed up again. Um, oh, that's so funny. And Joanne, played by, hold on, what was her name? Elizabeth? Emily Rutherford. Emily. Uh, Emily uh, comes over and she's like, really happy to see him, like gives him a hug. And she's like, I just booked a commercial. I'm the new face of heartworm medication. And he's like, I'm glad to see you've learned so much. And she's like, no, I really have. My joke of the episode is right here. The first of several absolutely shining, shimmering, glistening, glowing moments for Emily Rutherford in this episode. I She's hope so kept good. I hope her real forever. She says, hold on, I wrote it down. What? Last week, I was playing Laura in the Glass Menagerie, and I looked so good in my bikini that the gentleman caller stayed. I... <laughs> I screeched. such a good joke. <laughs> I I like the gentleman oh callers stayed. <laughs> so fucking funny. This episode I loved this episode. I did too. Loved it. Um we're talking like golden age Will and Grace levels of love and adoration I had for this episode. Um so that was my joke of the episode. Um and she's like, oh, well, your method is still being being taught. The McFarland method. And he's like, uh, what? Can't believe um, that this Wendell person is. <laughs> I never named a successor. And if I did, I'd never name him Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> this is really one of those like. It is a snippety, joke a minute. Snappity, delicious yeah. episodes. Um, so Jack. um. Pulled this whole ass string out of my tank top. Good. Again, that's where you want that. What's? I'm falling apart. No, you're not. No, you're doing great. Okay. Then what happens is uh, Jack, Jack tells gets Karen sweaters from the salesman. No, oh, yeah. And he's like, "Well, Truman, here are your sweaters." After he's, like, he's mad that Wendell has stolen his class and his identity. Um, so, so then- Grace <laughs> finds a pair of jeans on a high on a shelf. Also, she's wearing a very fetching salmon outfit. Uh-huh. Yes, Much like is. the color of your shirt right now. It is similar to the color of my shirt right now. She's okay. wearing, I can't tell if it's, um, a jumpsuit or probably not. We weren't doing jumpsuits in 2005. Mm, probably not. Yes, probably separate. Five? Two. What year was Five. this? Five. Oh my god. Do you realize we're almost at season eight? This is crazy. Yeah, I do. I think hold on, let me just look at the doc real quick. I Oh, okay, never mind. No. But uh this what we're now watching is airing in the month th- that is leading up to my high school graduation. Wow. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. also leading up to the when I moved to Chicago. And it's only three years before we met. Isn't that Aww. cute? <laughs> three years. No, 2008 was yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <gasps> she's in a salmon separate. And she and finds I love the it. jeans she wants. Somehow um, she sees them with eagle eyes all the way at the top of this, one of those jean walls like at Levi's or the Gap. Right. 
Right. And she doesn't want to ask a person because she doesn't like giving people commission. Um, She's just a horrible person. I love her. She's a bad fucking person and I'm obsessed with her. I support her every move. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, she climbs up the wall and the wall tilts and she falls off of it. And and, and it's very funny. It's very funny. Like the way, like she's very just like kind of a... On her back like a bug falling down. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's really, really funny. So now, ding, ding, ding. We go over to the apartment. Will <laughs> is cooking a thing. And Grace comes in in her neck brace and a top knot. A top knot for the first time. For the first time ever, I think. I noticed it too. Am I wrong? No, no. I think it's the first time ever. And she looked great. She looked so good. And mm-hmm. I just loved it. I loved, I loved it. Um, so the neck brace is hysterical. Is the there brace. anything funnier than a leading, beautiful leading lady in a insane, ridiculous neck brace? No. I, and it is insane. It's not like one of those foam ones, you know, no. like it is like a plastic up her, up to almost her ears a on full, the side. like broken neck trauma thing. Yeah. yeah. It is not quite Regina George, but right (laughs) there's no like spinal right hardware (laughs) crown halo thing halo Um, that's what but anyway i love her top knot and it it made me very very happy and my fashion moment is also in this scene and you mentioned it without realizing you were mentioning it but we'll get to it um so excited is it will cooking um so 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 she landed, it, Will's like, you landed in a bin of cashmere sweaters, and I think I heard you giggle, shut up. And <laughs> she calls herself a fall survivor, and he, he makes an I Love Lucy reference at her, and the audience loves Ate that joke. Loves Ate it. it up. Et it. And Grace breakfast. is like, Grace is realizing she might die someday, and isn't, isn't that tragic? And she's like, I need to make decisions. I mean, what's going to happen to my business? What's going to happen to all my stuff? And he says, well, your business will go under. Your things are my things, so I'll just take them back. And I always figured I'd have you stuffed and put in the corner so I could put hats on you. (laughs) (laughs) And as he's doing that, he's walking over to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And anyway, it ends up being that she wants to make a will. Right. Yes. And he's yes. like, fine, you can come into the office tomorrow and I'll help you draw one up. And as they're having this exchange and wrapping up the business of this scene, he takes out a full fucking lasagna. <laughs> and that's my fashion moment. Ding, ding, ding. It's lasagna. I'm literally Garfield and lasagna is my Garfield. love language. And, um, I mean, I don't know why he was making a lasagna. And also he starts cutting it. It's very convincing looking. And I was like, is that a real lasagna? And then he starts cutting into it. And I was like, they made lasagna. And then it's never referenced again. And no one eats it. So that's my fashion moment. Uh, Moving on. Um, That tickled me. Will Um, shows up. Or Will. Jack. (laughs) So Stacy Keach, like you do. Stacy Keach uh, is playing Wendell Schachter, mm-hmm. which Karen says, "What a beautiful name!" 
<laughs> I wonder what, is be- what it was before he changed it and glammed it up for Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, Wendell Schachter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stacey Keach, though, is, I don't know if you know this, but the preeminent American interpreter of Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? I did not know that. I knew that he was like a really, like, you know, a, a big figure. Shakespearean right. man. Right. Uh, so, and then also the narrator of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Oh my God, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Fully didn't put that together. Anyway, he always wants to put women in bikinis, which is gross. And uh, he says acting is attracting, which, of course, is the McFarland method. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has made merch for his, his acting class. <laughs> we love a hustle. We love a hustle. Um, Karen is very excited to confront him. And uh, they do. And Jack says, who are you and how do you know this? This is my method. How dare you? And he says that he studied with Jack for two semesters, but sat between two hotties, so Jack never noticed. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of took over when Jack didn't show up. And, like, poor Joanne. <laughs> uh, she's been having an affair with him. Um, and, uh, you know, J- Jack makes a joke about, like, you used my acting method to get women into bikinis. And like to sleep with to sleep with students that is disgusting, and he's not wrong. And it's like, it's just a little bit of like it's all a, it's all in good fun in the best way that like makes is the first avenue in which truth can be told. So often of the time, so so much of the time, you know, like okay, yeah. And so obviously now we're post Weinstein. Um, yeah, I don't think that this storyline would have happened today. No, or it would have looked very different. Yes, it would have looked much, much different. Um, right. But either way, it's gross. Karen comes to the defense with, uh, well, do you think that Jack wouldn't trademark his own method of acting? <laughs> He's not that stupid. And Jack says, I have news for you. I am that stupid. <laughs> yes. Well, that, of course he is. And that's, that's the end of the, the exchange. And then we go over to Will's office where Grace and Will laugh heartily at giving any of their money to charity. Mm. I thought they are they're Because they're people. awful. <laughs> and then it's how much do they leave each other? She's also not donating her organs, which is weird to me. Why would you not? Why um, would you not? Who gives a shit about your wasted dead body? Get get those eyes out of there. Someone, <laughs> someone needs those. Carolyn's in a mood. Um, a lot. That was dark. Um, <laughs> uh, and she's like, well, I want to leave some money to you. And he's like, oh, that's sweet. And he's like, how much? She's like, well, how much did you leave me? And he was like, I, I'm not telling you, basically. <laughs> how's this? How's this go? That's what he says. He's like, uh, it doesn't matter. And then he gets distracted by the cart of sandwiches going by. And so he oh, runs right. he out saying, I call egg salad. Lots of egg salad references lately. Maybe it's a sign that we should be eating egg salad. I don't I believe love in egg salad. egg salad. I love I, egg salad. I fundamentally don't acknowledge its existence. Why? Um, hmm. They're just two words that shouldn't be together in the same phrase for me. Well, but it's just chopped up eggs on bread. It's delicious. 
So Grace yeah. leans over, <laughs> call, calls his assistant, and he's like, this is Will. Will you call Will's mom? Um, and so Grace calls Marilyn and runs out to the burbs. <laughs> like, just magically just dashes appears. out to White Plains or whatever. Uh, like, it's, like, it's easy to get to the burbs. It's not. Uh, Marilyn comes in with a tray of wine and sandwiches because, you know, lunch. And uh, it's red wine and, like, finger sandwiches. I'm Red dying. wine at, like, 1 p.m. That's Psycho so bizarre. A, such a goal. Um, uh, and, but, and she's also loving Desperate Housewives. Hysterical. And she's, like, she's just being funny and silly and great life uh, Danner moments. So. Biscuit uh, died. Grace has um, been thinking about death, and Marilyn tells her about Biscuit, their dog, who died. Um, and she was like, just like, 24 pounds of love, unless you weren't white, in which case, look out. Um, then she tells Grace, or wait, no, she's like, I won't tell you how much Will left you. I would never betray his confidence like that. And so Grace says, okay, <laughs> let's change the subject, and fills just- Marilyn's wine glass. <laughs> It was an Aaron O'Shea pour. It was an Aaron O'Shea pour. Yes, it was. Very much so. Our dear friend, Aaron, who you've heard on this podcast before. She, um, When she pours you a glass of wine, she pours you a glass of wine. And we are all the better for that. We are. Uh, so. So go to Grace is going to get her drunk. <laughs> Find out. Karen, full of good advice this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't know why Jack cares about the acting class. And she's like, if you want it, then go get it. Duh. And Jack gets in the elevator and is like, how do I do that, though? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what to do. And she says, give him something he wants more than the class. And there's another Tay Diggs reference. Oh, my God. Right. Like uh, a flyover of Tay Diggs house. And it's yeah. like, you have to stop referencing this man who's going to be a part of this cast shortly. Um, and then uh, she says. Listen, acting teachers become acting teachers because they are failed actors. Look at you, Tahagan, which was another <laughs> joke of the episode for me. Yes. And Karen's like, look, I can get him a part in something. I have connections. And Jack says, why haven't you ever used those connections for me? And she said, honey, I have connections. I'm not a superhero. <laughs> yep. Um. So... Uh, they go back to the acting class. Um, and no. Wendell's there. And... No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped one. Uh, we're in the apartment. And Will's, I don't know, over in the kitchen puttering around with something. And uh, Grace is like, I've decided how much I want to leave you. $1,500. And he's like... 14. I... 14, excuse me. And... And Will immediately understands that she's gotten that that number from his mother. And, he smells lilac and wine or something. Right, right. Uh, and she's like, "Will, I don't understand. You're rich, like, and I don't that I don't mean that in the it's a wonderful life kind of way where you have great friends. I mean you can buy things. You have money. And Will he does is big mad." He does what all rich people do when you tell Uh them that they're rich and that is get offended that they're rich and storm Uh away. (laughs) Um, But he is 
this is real. They are mad at each other. He can't believe his yeah. mom breached his trust. He can't believe Grace like sussed this Invaded out. His privacy. It, it is yeah. an invasion of privacy. It is. It super is. Grace is very yeah. in the wrong. Yeah, one hundred percent. And he like he like literally storms out. And there's no there's none of that moment of levity. No, we're letting it be met. We're letting it like simmer. It's. Yeah, it's like we're letting ourselves be upset. We're upset, yeah. so we're going to be upset. Like, yeah, like very much like real life. Mm. Feel your feelings. Um, now we go over to the acting class, and Wendell is there, and Karen comes in, and he's like, and she tells him that she's booked him the acting job of a lifetime, and he's well, like, first, first he shames a woman for being pregnant. Oh, also that. Ooh, yeah. ew, so gross. She, he's like, have you gained weight? And she's like, no, I'm pregnant. He goes, congratulations. You just went from leading lady to best, funny best friend. Uh, fuck you. 100%. Fuck you. That's not the way the world works. And also. What are you brandishing at me? Don't. Oh, this is a, this is a, this is a USB uh, adapter. Um, mm. <laughs> I'm just, it's a fidgety thing that I'm holding. Mm, I see. Um, so I don't literally just like hold my drink and finish it. Anyway, stop noticing uh, pregnant women's bodies unprompted. Just don't do that. Don't. Don't. Even if yeah. you know they're pregnant, don't. Yeah. Stop that. Stop it. The stop first thing that. you should ask a pregnant woman is how are you feeling? Right. Can and I then, get you anything? And then you don't say anything about their stomach. Okay? Thanks so Stop much. it. Thank you. <sighs> Moving on. Um... Then Karen's like, do you want this? I got you the part of a lifetime. He's like, Lear on Broadway. And she's like, even better. You're going to be banging on trash cans in the road company of Stomp. Remember Stomp? I do remember Stomp. Did you ever see Stomp? No, I never saw Stomp. Me either. Never, not, not interested. I saw Where's That Bruta, though. Who? Look up. It's another, like, concept-y touring thing. Um, so then... Uh, Wendell gets the part and leaves. Um, and he's, Jack gets back on stage. And he is back to sexually harassing the men. So hooray. So then Grace is chasing Will down the street. She's desperate to know why she means so little to him. And we find out that 15 years ago when he wrote the will, it's all the money that he had going to oh. her. And he's tried to rewrite it, but it feels like he hasn't done anything with his life. And he was hoping to be a whole other person than he is now. And when he wrote that will in law school, he never thought I'd be another corporate lawyer with a lot of stuff. And she tells him, you're way more than that. You have your health. You have your friends. You have your family. And most importantly, you have your hair. Ooh, I don't like bald jokes. She's just trying to make him feel better. No one bald is around. I'm around. I'm the audience. All right. I don't know. She's just being a friend. Hmm? She's just being a friend. No, but like... Every time I hear a joke like that, it does like a little bit... It is like a little bit of a reminder that like... You're not a lot as of, good. A as lot others. of people, yeah. a lot of people see baldness as like a failure and as like something that's extremely unattractive. And I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't, it yeah, that's feeling. really fucking stupid. Anyway, I mean, um, 
I feel the same way about like small tit jokes, which don't happen as often as they used to, but they used to The next to episode, there's the next episode, Karen straight up says, I've always found redheads repulsive. Right. That didn't bother me at all, though. Because <laughs> honestly, I <laughs> have personally me. never been attracted to a redheaded man ever. Oh, funny. Interesting. Yeah. No, thank you. He could be my brother. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, but that all that being said, though, I, I love this scene so much. As I was watching I it, too. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, this show's great. This show's, like, real. the reason this episode works is because it's, like, not only really funny, joke a minute, laugh, 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 but it says something, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of just like what Shelley Morrison was talking about, like, a great comedy with a point of view and something yes. to say. Like, um, it's, it says something very real about, like, you know, reaching that point in, in your life where – you kind of look back on where you've come from and you think, oh, is this what I planned? And like, it may or may not be what you planned or what you wanted, but you still, it's still your responsibility to look at it. So anyway, uh, so as someone who's turning 39 one week from now. Yeah. I felt this. Yeah, totally. Um, so anyway, they get up and she's like, buy me a hot dog. And then instead of looking both ways before they cross the street, they nearly get hit by a fucking bus like idiots. <laughs> like they're not at a crosswalk. They simply walk into the street. It's foolish is what it is. Um, so uh, we go over to the acting class and it's just Karen and Jack sitting on the stage. And Jack's realizing that like, you know, he thought he wanted this back, but maybe he doesn't. And, you know, he he just kind of likes being the center of attention. And Karen's like, well, you don't have to keep doing this. And he's like, well, what do I do? And she's like, just cash their checks and never show up again. And uh, we get Joanne in her final hilarious moment of the episode going, um, we're still here. And the entire class <laughs> is still sitting there. Pour one out for Joanne. Cheers to oh, Joanne. Oh, love you, Joanne. You love killed you, it. Girl. This is so funny. Um, so... So we go to Will's office where Grace comes in in a classic Grace. Oh, she looks so good. She looks so good. Classic Grace, uh, mm-hmm. uh, white button down and like a uh, champagne kind of pearls. Yeah, very pretty. Very pretty. Uh, she's going to treat them to lunch because of the bus incident because they literally, reminder, just walked into the street. Just without stepped looking. onto the street in New York City. I mean, well, uh, on a and- back lot in... Studio City, but right. same, same diff. And Will, Will has finished the wills, and he's leaving Grace more, a lot more, naturally. <laughs> and uh, Grace bought a Louis Vuitton for some reason because she wanted it. It was I too mean, expensive. I and she says for that. I I think those are so ugly. Oh, I mean, I don't care about like the item itself. I think I I'm not. Oh, a fan. okay. But I like see. the sentiment behind it being like. Yeah, life's short. I'm going to buy myself stuff. You know what? Yeah. What a great way of looking at it. Like, I mean, yes, we should all be saving for, you know, retirement and so on. I hear. I mean, I don't know, David. The ocean is on fire. So. But the ocean's literally on fire. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you want a bag? Buy a bag. Who fucking cares? Uh, Just like a cute one, though. Not like Louis Vuitton. But not Louis. Are we done with those? Do people still buy those? I'm sure somebody does, but not not us. Um, <laughs> uh, so she says she's going to be giving her guests to herself gifts from now on. And Will says, I made changes too. 
I want to do something meaningful with my life, so I quit my job. Ah. ah. Um. Okay. Ah. Do yeah, sure. I mean, good for him. Also, what a privilege to be able to just say, like, yes, I quit my job, and no, I don't have to move immediately. Well, I mean, he's a corporate lawyer. He made a shit ton of shit ton of money. Yeah, that's true. And now he has the savings to figure out what he wants to do with his life. So, yeah, total privilege. Um, so he wants to do something meaningful, and he's quit. And he's like, come on, let's take me to, um, you need to buy me lunch. And she's like, well, you just dropped a bomb on me. Don't you think you should be paying? And they leave. Uh-huh. And that's the episode. That's it. Do you have a takeaway? Um, yeah. I, uh, pay attention to your life and uh, what you care about and what you want to be doing. And if you recognize that it's different from what you are currently doing, see if there's a way to reclaim that a little. Yeah. I think that there is, I mean, my God, it's a complicated, very, very nuanced discussion. But my takeaway is the same, is follow your heart and and do things you care about. But in our current state of affairs, it's almost impossible to do that. And also, like, feed yourself and your children. And you know what I mean? And uh, what I'm saying, David is late stage capitalism is killing <laughs> us. We need to burn everything down, which might actually happen this year anyway, because it's sure, why not? 4th of July tomorrow and people are going to burn down the whole Pacific Northwest that's on fire. So I don't know, David, everything seems kind of hopeless. So kind of, you know, do what you want. So, I mean, okay. Like also like listener, you are hearing the perspective of two millennials at like, at either end, uh, well, no, not at not at either. I'm not on the youngest side of the millennial spectrum, but you're hearing no. the perspective of two millennials, a generation which famously was told a number of deeply contradictory things, one of which being you should always do what you love. You should follow your heart and do what you love best. And we weren't always told that and not always by the right people, but we were told that. And that did a lot of things. For some people, it worked out great, but for others... It made us follow our thing that we loved the most and try to make that into a career. And then that turned into a deep resentment and hatred of that thing that we loved at one time. And so then we pivot and we try doing something else that we love and we recognize that we don't like that either. And then in my case, I have found a job that is uh, not totally divorced from the original thing that I loved best, but really extremely radically different from what I expected my life to be. And what I've come to understand is that I can take care of myself and survive and meet my needs using this career that I've found myself in. And does it light me up inside? Not necessarily, but I don't go home at the end of the day. I mean, figuratively I work from home, obviously (laughs) emotionally exhausted. I, I am able to separate myself from what I'm doing and make time and opportunities for things that I care about doing because I've met my needs by like exchanging my time for money as opposed to trading my soul for a living. And I realize that I'm rambling a little bit, but you know the messaging for people like Carolyn and I when we were growing up 
was so contradictory in so many ways. Like, you have to make money. Oh, you have I have to a lot to say yourself. if you if like, I can jump in. Oh, please, by all means, get in here. So we were grow- we, growing up. We were told, go to college, get a good job, and you'll have the same life that we did. Mm-hmm. And what they didn't tell us was that they all voted for Reagan and they fucked up the entire economy of the United States of America, which Bill Clinton tried to write, and that didn't work because neoliberals. And then we entered the workforce and we got what? We got a 20-year war. We got two fucking recessions. We got uh, healthcare being exponentially, you know, uh, uh, blown up um, to the point Essentially where nobody- Essentially making it like- Absolutely. Right. Yes. Sorry. Please. Please. Sorry to interrupt. Thank you. So the that that nobody can fucking afford anything at all. The the minimum wage has been the same for 10 entire fucking years and the cost of living has gone up insanely. So the fact that we are still told like, well, you have to go to college or you're not going to get a good job. And then they, they bitch at us for not being able to save for retirement, for killing off, in quotes, the diamond industry or the golf industry <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Because nobody can fucking afford anything because you guys all said, if you don't want to be a burger flipper, then you have to go to college. And then college cost $1 billion and we are all borrowing on so much money and 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 nobody is doing anything about it and just telling us when we are nigh on fucking 40 that everything we're doing is wrong and everything we've thought is wrong fuck you the system is killing us and we need to change literally everything so what i'm saying is run for your local school board, get involved in your local politics because that is how we're going to change things. And I hate to tell you this, but like 33 people who are deeply entrenched in QAnon are running for a uh, uh, state rep next year. And everybody who thinks they can run or, or thinks they shouldn't run for uh, a government position is wrong. And let's just all do it because what is the point of not? Participate. Because also all the people who like you know, voted for Reagan and fucked everything up in the first place, guess what? Most of those people are still calling all the fucking shots. Yeah, so anyway, they sure are. The illusion now, what, what of, did we uh, what did we talk about this episode? I think I think that the illusion of the the um sorry, the do American what you Dream love illusion. and you'll never work a day in your life is is bullshit that's bullshit. nonsense that's nonsense do what you love and, and you will end up presenting it <laughs> we made this stuff up we made it all up we, we can, can unmake change it. it yeah period we made everything up all of it anybody who tells you that it can't be done is just too entrenched in uh whatever systems they're they're committed to uh love i also Grace. encourage you? you sorry hold on one more thing. I also encourage you to not look at it like every time I talk to an older human of another generation, they'll be like, well, my friends, well, I don't, well, my thing. And it's like, it's not fucking about you. It's about all of us, the collective society and how we can be there for one another and be in community. That's it. I'm done. Amen. I may have you cut literally all of that. We'll see. We'll see. It sounded pretty cogent to me, so... Um, anyway, that's our show. We love you all. Um, 
support us at patreon.com slash will and grace and vodka do like julie g natalie g and jennifer d and nikki b did they're great and we appreciate yeah. them yeah um, we do. rate review subscribe five stars thank you thank you so much pj hanky thank you for the theme song and producer sasha garrettson we love you very, very much. You can follow us at Will and Grace Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow both of us at Certainly David and at Care Sesso. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> <laughs>